Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. Uh, we're here with one of our new guest hosts, uh, Shalini Negrani, and she comes to us with a background in uh, computer science, uh, in, in tech, just, just like myself. Uh, and she also uh, is working in consulting, again, similar to myself, and she's also uh, pursuing a, a master's in psychology. Well, I'm not doing that, but I'm very interested in psychology and things like that. So if you can elaborate a little bit more about uh, what you're up to now, and then we'll get back into uh, what we were like as a kid and, and the journey there. So what are you up to now these days? Yeah, so these days I'm an IT consultant. I work for CGI in the, on the Ottawa region. So most of our clients are federal government. Uh, it was something that uh, kind of combines a lot. Like if I look backwards, it combines a lot of things that I've done in the past. So computer science. Um, so I have my minor in computer science and then I have um undergrad in, in math and an undergrad in business. And then um, what, what I did is kind of uh, use all of those things, plus a lot of my experience along the way to get me to project management. And then I combined that with agile. And so today I use all of these components or these pieces to kind of piece together uh, something uh, that we're building for our clients. So these days I'm working on building new ITM or new technology infrastructure systems for uh, the federal government. Sounds good. So if we can go back into time and and what was uh, Shanley like as a kid? So what were you like growing up? Were you, were you kind of shy and introverted like me or, or uh, did you have a kind of a, a different story or a different path growing up? Yeah, so me, uh, so interesting story is I grew up in Zimbabwe, uh, so I was born and raised there. And as a little kid, uh, I had two younger brothers. And so uh, my mom had three kids uh, and we were all within five five years of each other. And so my mom spent a lot more of her time on my brothers because they were, <laughs> they were younger and I right. had my, my grandparents around me. And so I became this uh, really independent kind of extroverted uh curious like I had a lot of curiosity and exploration um, and and a lot of what I love to do was just new things like new challenges new experiences new um, anything if it was new and different I wanted to do it I always wanted to go to other people's houses for sleepovers <laughs> I didn't like when they came to my house because it's just my house I yeah, preferred yeah. going going out and exploring uh, yeah, so can you talk to us a little bit about some of those curiosities and the exploration you have? So, so maybe uh, tell us one of the, the earliest or fondest memories you have about like finding out something new and, and, and figuring it out or, or whatever it is that you did when, when you found something new. Uh, yeah, so one, one thing um, when I was a kid, uh, my dad used to travel a lot uh, okay. for business. He owned a, um, he was a serial entrepreneur, but back then he owned a material store and he used to get a lot of his supply uh, all over the country and every time he would travel he would buy me uh, or bring me a Barbie doll that was okay. from a certain country all but right. it was one of the ones that had um, sort of the cultural dress and then they'd mm. throw some food pieces in it and then they'd have like a little sticker that would tell you this Barbie is from India the capital of India is Delhi this oh, wow. 
food, the national food is this, and this is what they wear. And here's like, uh, I'm sure nowadays these are probably like apps or QR code, you know, sure. but back then it was a little piece of paper. And um, my, my, the curiosity piece comes in as uh, I remember whenever, so we were a big sports uh, when I was a kid, we were a big sports family. So we would watch like, uh, like soccer, like World Cups and all of those things. And anytime a country would come and I'd have the Barbie doll, I would always try to match it and say like, oh, but her eyes are brown and those guys' eyes are brown. So right. like they're from the same country. So it was this, um, I think that's one of the earliest things I remember in terms of like how uh, the curiosity piece and the learning piece kind of Goko and like they go together and uh the other piece that it that now that I look back on it is you just find it in all parts of your life so you see it like your parents like your brothers are watching the soccer game or your mom is um, watching her soaps like her tv soap opera kind of things and they're all from different countries and then this piece and so a lot of what uh, my curiosity is was always like how do I match the existing knowledge that I have to to what I'm seeing right now in the future like how do I learn that thing that they're doing um, when I would always be that kid um, in any any kind of sports event or any soccer match or anything I'd always ask like a million questions like why did they stop it what why was there a red card here and why did they do this and what does this mean I was I was that that question kid sounds good so, so it's kind of, uh, well, my, my son is like that in, in movies and he's uh, asked a ton of questions, somewhat to the point of being annoying, <laughs> but, but yes. you, you can definitely see that, uh, that spark of curiosity in there. So tell us a little bit about that, the, the interest in computer science, right? Because uh, it seems like there's a lot of curiosity, dad's an entrepreneur, um, and but you're the oldest in the family, so you're a bit of a, a trailblazer along that. So how does... Uh, computer science or, or, or technology kind of weave its way into the, into the interest level? So like in high school, I had no idea that I was interested in technology. Um, all I knew was that I was good at math. Like okay. I loved math. It's just kind of how my brain worked. Um, and then I knew that I did not want to write any papers. Like okay. I just, I wasn't, I was not a writer. It's ironic where we are today um (laughs) but the whole uh the whole thing was I knew that I had this like I loved business and I loved economics and those kinds of pieces and I um essentially how it worked out is that uh I knew that I was going to go to university that was just something that uh in my house it was something that we all talked about and one of the kind of early decisions or early pieces of information where I decided was uh, for some reason I knew that I wanted to go uh, to New York City. Okay. Uh, so I had this I had this passion early on um, for technology in terms of movie making and films and film production. So I used to uh, I would, uh, for example, my, my brothers were on the basketball team in their high school and I would film them and then create like a montage with like space jam music and then cool. put them all in the background. And this was like windows movie maker in right. 2004 when it first came out and it was so exciting that you could like cut and paste clips. Um, and so I always knew I wanted to do something with film, but being, uh, 
being Indian, being from this culture, being from Zimbabwe and being in the first, like being an immigrant to this country, there wasn't really a viable option um, for your parents. You can't go stay. I want to go get this arts degree. <laughs> right. um, so I found a way to combine it with business and the best place in the world to do that was NYU. Uh, and so what that uh, New York University, what that led me towards was um, I switched into a private high school. I took the SATs. I, I did all of that. Um, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't get enough SATs to, to kind of make it through. Uh, okay. But I knew that uh, as an Ontario high school student, I had to apply to Ontario universities. Um, and so the funny story is, is that you pick you pay a hundred bucks or something and you pick three schools. Uh -huh. uh, and so my number one school was Queens because I knew that, uh, okay, I wanted to go into finance because that's, you need to understand numbers and movies take money to make. And if you are a finance and a commerce person, right. then maybe you can be, um, I, I never wanted to be an actor or, or a director. It was more like the producer, more like making it all the pieces fit together. Right. And so with commerce, I thought that those people um, at some point would have an opportunity to go into film. And it was a good way to, to kind of sell it to my parents and say, look, it's it's a business degree. Um, and then what happened is I, uh, again, with the writing piece, I had to write an essay and to get into Queens and I didn't write the essay and I didn't get into Queens. <laughs> and then the other schools were... Um, so it was, it was a toss up between uh, Wilfrid Laurier, uh, I got a, I have a business degree from there and then well, University of Waterloo, I have a math degree. So it was a combined co-op program. Um, I didn't really know anything about technology until uh, maybe first or second year is when, uh, so Waterloo has a huge, back then Blackberry had a huge presence uh, right. at the Waterloo campus. and. I made it a uh, kind of a goal or a dream or something is like, I wanna work at BlackBerry. Um, and it's kind of that, uh, that, that point where I said, this, this is the big thing. I don't know when it will happen. It might take 10 years, right. uh, but that is where I want to go. Um, and, and, and the reasons were kind of related to a little bit of prestige was there. Like there was this, this whole, I want this, this, uh, this is an industry champion in our city. Uh, this is where all of the students go. A uh, bit of recognition as well. And, and a large part of it was also salary. Uh, back then, Blackberry was paying a lot more uh, to co-op students than most of the other companies. And so that was also a key, key decision point. And, um, and that's how I found out about technology. And then I started getting in more into computer science and understanding more about how all of these pieces fit together. Um, and, and, and you'll see the common theme for what happens in my life is I'm always trying to connect things and always trying to create a puzzle and, and fit it together. And it, at that time, the, the technology piece was through kind of exposure or through kind of everyone else around me was involved with BlackBerry. And so how do I get, how do I become a part of this thing? How, how do I, I want, I want to, I want to be a part of this, this group. I want to belong to this, this piece. 
Cool. So, so it sounded like, uh, I mean, it seemed like a natural progression, a, a couple of stumbles and failures along the way. So yeah. maybe in a different episode, we'll talk about like, how, how do you overcome that when you had your heart set on like NYU and didn't get in, then Queens and didn't get in. And then now you're kind of uh, have this newfound uh, area interest and, and then it kind of uh, connects the dots to, to kind of where you are right now. But I'd love if you kind of shared a little bit about, um, okay, you end up at BlackBerry. Well, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> but talk, us, talk to us a little bit about, about that path. So, so you, you're, did, you, did you graduate already or, or not? And, and, and how did you end up in kind of that, that kind of- So cool yeah, um, so I was really lucky that in my very first work term, um, I actually landed uh, my position at BlackBerry. So I landed oh. my first co-op term there. Um, and the, the thing that I did is so uh, with, it's kind of like, I knew that that was my purpose, that, that this is the whole point of, of co-op is to experience the thing that you think you wanna do after you graduate. And right. so I knew that BlackBerry was it. So every time there was a BlackBerry position that I remotely qualified for, even 50% of the way I would apply. Um, so somehow I managed to land three or four interviews, which for a first year back then was, was a big deal. And then I landed uh, an offer in the first round. And so from there, it, it kind of spiraled in, 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 and spoiler alert also is I did all of my work terms at BlackBerry and then I graduated there and I worked part-time there while I was in school as well. And uh, it was what I realized, what I realize now, um, the word I have the words to kind of describe. So back then, what I was looking for is just a place where I get to learn mm -hmm. and experience and understand and kind of uh, test things. Because um, right. I had no idea. Uh, I, I one of my I think my second work term was actually in uh, in a marketing department, but we dealt a lot with the finance department. And and remember, my goal was I really want to be in finance. And I've met some finance people in the real world and I saw what they did on a daily basis. And by like, I could not do that. I, I was, <laughs> I was almost, I was almost a bit upset. I was like, but this is what I wanted. How can it be so boring? Like, how can it be so, so isn't there more or isn't there more like, why do they call it forensic accounting when it's just looking through a bunch of, a bunch of paperwork? Um, right. I thought there was more. And so it, the, the lesson there was, was co-op really showed me a lot of what I did not want to do. Like I knew because I did that, that my first role was kind of in testing. My second role was in marketing, um, I, this, a little bit of finance on the side. And then um, I knew I didn't want to do any of those things. And then my last role was kind of operations, technical writing. Uh, and that I found really fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when the aspect of film kind of came back in is because with BlackBerry, uh, one of the departments I worked in was the repair department. And this is around the time when they were, uh, they were opening up stores. So this was when we first had the first Apple store, the BlackBerry was also thinking about opening uh, their stores and they actually did in, in, in Indonesia. And so I would work with the Indonesian team to create these videos that, because they don't need to be translated, because it's just, here's an assembly and here's a disassembly. And then they would send it to the repair stores. And the 
from 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 Blackberry, it's like I got to add it back in that idea of film, and right. it was coming back, and it was again learning and exploration and those things, and then the next part of of kind of uh, the, the journey uh, towards it is 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 I realized my focus was, I just want to absorb as much information from everyone around me. And so my uh, curiosity or this questioning thing, I would just go to meetings and ask, so you're a project manager. How long have you been a project manager? What have you done? And and what I didn't realize at the time and what I realize now is this, this situation and context. Mm. Um, there's some people that are really open to having those conversations and then there's some people that are not. Um, right. so, so it was a bit of how do I, uh, through trial and error, I got better at understanding who, who are the people who were open and who are the people who are not. But it's, it's, uh, and that's kind of how I found out about project management is someone said to me well I'm a project manager and I asked them what is what do you do what does that even mean I've never heard about this and I have a whole business degree like what (laughs) is this yeah Yeah, I think that's amazing what 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 I took from that is is, is one you you probably uh dodged a couple of bullets in the sense uh from that full finance thing well at least on 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 that uh kind of queen's degree where if you ended up doing that that might have been a pretty challenging (laughs) Uh, work path and then you also made the comment before about um, a little bit of irony where uh, you didn't want to write papers but you don't find it a, a role as a technical writer where all you're kind of doing is, is writing and, and I love how you were able to kind of get back in to, to kind of film and, and it, it's sneaking its way back in even to, to create some some videos and I didn't know it was for for Indonesia so um, hopefully they, they had some good videos over there um, yeah, and then, and then the last bit was also on when you talked about like the situation and context where uh, what spoke to me is, is kind of soft skills and the development of that where, I mean, you don't really get that in school, right? At least not in the class. You get it in kind of the student clubs or the, the organizations that you might want to do outside of the, the, the classroom. Um, but those are so important and, and so foundational for a lot of folks that if you can learn them and pick them up uh, earlier, then, then it definitely has a profound effect on on, on life. So uh, yeah, so, so you were able to uh, talk to the, the, the PMs that wanted to talk <laughs> and obviously uh, skirt, skirt past the ones that, that weren't really open to sharing their life stories, that sort of thing. And then you end up in like product management and then consulting. So walk us through a little bit about the, the, the PM, the PM to PM, <laughs> the project management to product management, and then the path to consulting. Yeah. So, so after BlackBerry, what happened is um, kind of around uh, let's say like 2013, 2012 was when they started having their layoffs. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the organizational culture changed from this place where everyone is just excited about the technology, about what is the new things that we're putting out to um, to a space where I'm really worried about my job. I really don't know if, if like my friend was laid off last week. I don't know if this is going to happen to me next week. And there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear uh, in that culture. And me being a new kind of a new grad, a new student, I'm, I'm still in my learning mindset. I think, oh, if I get laid off, I'll just find another job. I'm just <laughs> going to learn here while, while I can. And so I never clicked in or tuned into the other perspective. I just couldn't understand, like, why is someone so afraid of me asking all of these questions and all. 
and I didn't realize that it's it, it can come across as a threat or like a, I'm worried about my job. Why do you need to learn about the details of my job? Sure. Like so you, you can do it. Job, and if, yeah, you're yeah. gonna take my job. Yeah. And and I'm a new grad, so you probably are cheaper to Blackberry than I am. Um, and so I quickly realized that that environment was um, not where I wanted to be. Like I, I need new new things and new engagements. And what happened is I got uh, one of the people that left Blackberry had lunch with them, and they uh, were actually uh, they they just got a job at another company, but they still had the co- a connection from another uh, from a construction company in uh, in in the GTA area in Toronto. And uh, that so I went to the, I said, oh, I'm, I'm looking like that would be interesting. And then um, it was for a, a project manager or project coordinator kind of role. And then uh, it was for a construction company. And right. so with this construction company, what I did is the, the um, so I learned what project management was with them, through them, I got my PMP. So while I was uh, working, I was studying at the same time. And one of the reasons why I think that I found the project management professional exam really valuable was because I would study my book or I would study the text for the test. But then the next day I would try to apply it like I had a whiteboard and I would try to apply it to the situation I'm in. So uh, for example, I have this, um, we used to do insulation like foam insulation that's in our walls or uh, my department was commercial so I'd have a client that's say like a condo building in downtown Toronto and then I would use like a project management tool say like a work breakdown structure okay how does this work so we start with the foundation we start with the walls and then we can put the insulation and then all of these things it's kind of uh, how do you sequence it out and so that's how I found um really relevance to the project manager stuff. But what, what I realized slowly is that um, once you learn about insulation, um, there really is nothing else to learn about insulation. Like once you, the coolest thing about insulation is that it's pink. Like that is, that is the best thing. And then pretty much it's just foam. It's just stuff that is right. like, in your, it doesn't change much. It, it shouldn't change much. Um, even like building codes don't really change. Maybe one line will change in like four or five years. And so I realized that I just, I miss technology. Like I miss the only thing that I had that was fast and every day you'd have to learn things. The only experience I had of that was was technology or the IT industry. Um, And now I had my PMP. And so now I was qualified to look for project coordinator, project manager, or bigger roles. And so I found um, this way. Uh, so, so, and so I knew that there was something missing in, in this construction job. And then I needed, I needed a bit more, uh, I want to say, chal- and not challenge, more so new stuff. I needed new stuff to learn and new, I knew not just about people and the way processes work, but the actual thing that you're delivering, right. um, the product. Uh, and so uh, so I, I went and I found this job um, through LinkedIn. Actually, uh, I reached out to a recruiter and, oh, sorry, an HR manager at, at a company. And then within about 30 days, uh, I was hired and then I had that. So 
that's one key thing I found in my career is with with smaller companies, their hiring processes are much shorter mm. than than with larger companies. Um, for example, with CGI, I was talking to them for about a year wow. before I I found this position. So it's uh, very different things. Um, and then yeah, and then so I went back into technology. Uh, this was a small kind of company in the Toronto area, and we would do solar panels, uh, technology for solar panels and wind turbines. And through them, I learned about Agile and Scrum and all of these other methods. I realized project management is just one operation, one way in, in the huge umbrella of operations. Okay. And uh, essentially, I think of it as it's kind of like you have your tool belt and your PMP is one tool, your Lean Six Sigma is one other tool, your Agile is another tool. And then in a certain situation, especially in consulting, I might need to pull out three little things from each of those tools and use them all in the same day. Um, and then, yeah, and then from there, uh, kind of what happened uh, at, that, at that startup is, is it was... Uh, sort of a point where I didn't see any growth in the company. There wasn't any next step or anywhere for me to go next. And after that, it was, uh, I had an opportunity at Capital One. Uh, so the, the credit card company and they were downtown, um, or sorry, they were in North York. And then I moved to North York in Toronto and stayed with them for some time. Um, and with them, uh, the point was kind of uh, an operations sort of role, working with their Costco and their Hudson's Bay credit cards and helping support their marketing, uh, their marketing department. But I was kind of the operations support in, in the back end, sort of behind them. Um, and with Capital One, uh, it was it was a. Uh, it was a really awesome time. It was a lot of growth. There was a lot of movement. It was really fast paced. Uh, but then uh, in my own personal life, uh, I realized that I wanted to move. <laughs> I, realized, I realized that uh, uh, I, I didn't want to live in a condo for the rest of my life. At some point, um, I, ha I had a partner at the time, him and I were start thinking about maybe we want a house. And then uh, the funny story is, is that when we came to Ottawa, we just came to visit uh, a friend to go to, to, to the spa, to go to, for a holiday. And he had a townhome and he yeah. said, oh, do you want to come see our model home? And I said, okay, sure. Like on the way to the spa, not thinking. And we saw his house and we saw what he was getting. And we we're like, you can get this house for <laughs> how much money? Um and, and I don't know what it was, but uh, the next, so that was Saturday. And then for some, we were in the spa and we were all taking a nap. And um, my, my now husband, he has an epiphany and he says, we should do it. We should invest in a house. And I was like, oh, okay, you're just like, you're just, uh, you're just in the spa vibes. Like you're just sure, dreaming. Yeah. Okay, tomorrow this is a show. But the next day we actually went back and we signed up um, before we we bought the house um wow. then spoiler alert this is this house uh, <laughs> where we live in today and um from there we knew uh we didn't know anything about the ottawa job market anything like on the drive we were kind of googling and we, oh ottawa has an it industry <laughs> um, and then i remembered um ottawa had uh, an office 
a BlackBerry office and I knew some colleagues. And so I reached out to them and they explained kind of the market, how it was working uh, just through LinkedIn, uh, some, some kind of messages there. And then um, after that, it was, I, it, it, it was kind of really fast, like, like it, 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 but I don't know how to describe that moment. It was just like, you had this gut feeling and you knew that this was the right next step and it just kind of followed it right. and everything else kind of worked out, uh, which, yeah. yeah. Some people call that like the, the law of attraction and stuff mm-hmm. of that or, or different sort of mindsets. But uh, yeah, I think that, that, that's so interesting how uh, on a whim and they had spa. So uh, everyone make sure you go take a nap at the spa because you might have a greatest epiphany there. Uh, but, but yeah, so, so, you, so you end up in, in um, Ottawa and then, and then obviously you, you end up in, in consulting to various firms. But I'd love to spend a, a minute talking a little bit about uh, the, the other different parts. So it's your master's in psychology. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so that seems to be a little bit of an oddity around that. So, so how did that happen along the way? Yeah, so um, what was happening is uh, around the time I was in North York uh, in Capital One, so this is probably uh, five or six, uh, let's say like 2008 2018-ish. So I knew that like in in my job, I felt felt that I was performing and I was achieving things and I was getting to a place where I was delivering multiple things um, or or, or deliverables. But I always felt like there was um, kind of something else, like there was a hole or there was something kind of there um, that wasn't being fulfilled. And, and, and I don't know, um, it's just, you knew that this wasn't the end game. Like this wasn't the, 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 the final thing. Sure. Um, and, and, and I was just sitting at lunch with a, with a colleague one day and they told me um, about this program. So my master's is through uh, Yorkville University, which is uh, New Brunswick uh, based program. It's all online. And this was online in 2018 was a bit, a bit more, a bit more um, nuanced or a bit more flashy, a bit more innovative back then than it is right now. And so I thought, uh, okay, let me, let me try this thing. So, so I, I didn't want to really commit to a master's right away. So, and I didn't know, uh, like I had no idea if I could write papers because I knew that I had never written papers <laughs> in my undergrad. And so I was like, I didn't even know if I had an undergrad that would be a prerequisite. So there was all of this stuff. But, but the main thing was um, I always knew that I had a fascination with, with psychology in, in the yeah. sense that um any kind of documentary I would watch, any podcast, any book um, that wasn't uh, kind of fiction or even fiction books, there would be an element of like psychological analysis or yeah. how how does the brain work uh, with all of these things. And initially it just started kind of as a way to figure out more about how my brain works and how my mind works and why I am the way that I am. Um, and that's really where the psychology pieces all started. It's, it's like if you read about uh, 
if you read about extreme situations that people put themselves in or or that people are forced to be in um, like car accidents or true any anything in the true crime space you realize the kind of um the the spectrum of of psychological stuff and then you in in your own life you start to see oh I have this trait I don't have this trait and you can see along the spectrum and it helps you better understand um, your cognitive abilities but and then from there uh, what I did is I took a Coursera course because I realized a master's is a lot of money and I said okay if I actually do this free course and I actually take the time um, to actually do the homework and listen to the lectures and I'm not getting anything out of it um, then then maybe this this is something I truly like maybe this I was trying, so my idea was to experiment with myself like so am I actually going to do something if I don't get any do I like it enough right to to sacrifice like like my evenings or my weekends to to do this thing um and it was amazing. I took I took this course on positive psychology, which yeah. I had no idea what that was. And then I took this and it was just every single thing felt like it applied to my life. Like every experiment, I felt like after the class, I was talking to people and I was saying, did you know that this was a thing and that was a thing? <laughs> and like there was this experiment. And then and after a while, my friends started saying, like, you know, it's OK. We don't have to talk about like science <laughs> right, right. all the time. Um, and so, and so, yeah, and so, and so how, how the psychology thing happened is I first started as, uh, this is the one thing in my life where I said to myself, um, I'm not going to care about the outcome. There's no, there's no kind of, there's no achievement here. There's no end level with this. This is just purely because I like doing it. And the moment I stop liking it, then I can, I can definitely stop. Like there's no, um, in, in my, in a, an IT consultant, psychology doesn't really help me. Yeah. It does. It's not, well, not going to, it, it might help me in like a kind of uh, like an indirect way in that yeah. I can read people better and I can better understand, but an MBA is obviously going to be more credible in, in my industry than, uh, or, or an, a master's of science than a master's of, of arts and psychology. So I'll, 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 that almost was an attra- a little bit of an attractant to me in the sense that uh, most of the things I'd done in my past were for some sort of credibility or some sort of step up or some sort of achievement. Um, but this thing was this, and it was just for me. It was right. this thing that I wanted to do uh, to understand more about how I work and what it is that I want. Uh, and, and in the last four or five years, it's kind of, it's evolved in every course that I've taken. I've just loved it. And I've just been excited to do like, I've, I've never written so many papers in my life. I, I didn't know I could write. Um, and I've never done so much reading in, in my life. I was, like I never read textbooks in, in my undergrad. I would do like math homework, um, but this this psychology thing. I think all of us need something in our lives that we just do because we like to. and and that's it. It doesn't have to translate. And, and even if it does translate, that's just a nice nice to have kind of. Um, 
And I, I, I honestly don't know where I'm going with this psychology degree. So when, when I, if, if, if I graduate, when I graduate, um, uh, it, it's a master's in counseling psychology. So I could be a registered psychotherapist, mm. but I honestly have no idea if that's what I want to do with, with this degree. I, I, I love my job, my, my day job, my IT consultant. So I don't, I don't really want to give that up just yet. Um, so, so this is one of those things that, um, maybe if I was planning or doing goal planning, I wouldn't put the masters on there. It's more of a thing that um, that took me a lot of reflection and a lot of time, and and to to be able to listen to that feeling of I know I enjoy this. Right, and I think you you have that where a lot of folks that that I work with they're they're missing that part of, of mm-hmm. like what do I want to do for the sake of wanting it not because yeah. it's a letters after the end of my name or like because my parents said so or, or like everybody around me thinks that I should but what is it what is just for me so I'm glad that you were able to, to, to find that and then well hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do like a deeper dive in a whole bunch of subjects because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think there's a lot uh, to unpack there but as we kind of close off the, the episode I'd love if you could share a little bit of your, your swipe the stuff I wish mm-hmm. I knew earlier if you go back in time and maybe uh, plant the seed for, for, for uh, younger Shalini to, to understand like uh, during maybe some turbulent times in, in your life, what are maybe your top uh, two or, or three uh, swipes that, that you might share with yourself? Yeah. So the, the first one I would, I would say is um, I, I tend to take a lot of my stress personally. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I, I'm very slowly learning to separate myself from the situation so the first thing I would tell myself is 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 trust is is trust yourself uh and trust your future self to be able to to handle tomorrow's problem because you you've if if you've got today's problem your your future self can can manage that in the future um so that that was that was one I I wish I I embodied a lot earlier in, in my life um, another one is is, is kind of and, and the second one I'll, I'll leave with is uh, all of us is exactly what you're saying is all of us need this thing in our lives that is not it, it can be tied to something uh, external uh, but the point is that it intrinsically makes us happy and and right. that uh, takes a lot of experimentation. To, to find unless you're one of those lucky people who just know um, and, and sometimes even they have to experiment with the specifics so uh, the the key message I, I would love to have known earlier is experimentation is totally okay and, and and it's all right to to be on this path for example towards finance and say I want to be a financial analyst and then you do it and you see and you're nope this is this is not it and it's so okay to say no um but it's also okay to be upset about that no because you've given so much effort and so much time and it's okay to kind of grieve that and then kind of close the chapter a bit and then that giving yourself that time allows for you to find something something new so it's okay to be sad and then um pick yourself up again and then move on to the next thing. For, for sure. And I, and I find uh, that, that folks in, in tech, and, and we were chatting a bit about this mm-hmm. uh, off air where like computers or engineers, that sort of thing. I mean, we don't like to talk about 
feelings and, and emotions and stuff like that, right? And uh, But that's what makes us human. So being able to mm-hmm. uh, talk to someone about it, whether it's a close friend or family member or, or a therapist, right? There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I, I encourage everyone to uh, take care of their, their mental fitness uh, as much as they do their, their physical health, right? right? Like <laughs> you're out of the gym, you're, you're running laps and, and doing whatever, but, but when was the last time you kind of, uh, train at kind of the mental gym and and, and uh, take a look at your your own thoughts and and uh, are those ones that serve you or do they help you or are you like beating yourself um, down with, with with all the, the the disparaging remarks that you make for yourself right so mm-hmm. uh, I encourage folks to, to do that and then yeah if they that don't take stress personally uh, it's probably one of the big, the key things uh, that, that will help you with that and then yeah if you can also counteract that with finding that thing you you love. Um, I think that that's often because I've been talking to a lot of folks recently about burnout for whatever reason mm-hmm. kind of in that frame of mind with COVID and everything where, and uh, one of the quotes that, that I love uh, related to burnout is that uh, we don't burn out because we do too much. We burn out because we do too little of what lights us up, right? So if mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that are super busy and they do a lot of stuff, but they're not burnt out, um, myself included. I, I do a lot of different things. But I, I think I'm not burnt out because a lot of the stuff I love, or at least I found something to love about what I do as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I encourage everyone to explore what that is. And if you don't know, well, try something new this weekend and see yeah. if that could be it. And then every weekend, explore until you find that 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 one thing. And if 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 you never find it, well, at least every weekend you're doing something cool and interesting that you're curious about. <laughs> that sounds like a, a pretty good uh, weekend anyway. So uh, thanks so much, Jen, for 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 joining us and and sharing your right. story. You. I'd love if, if, if you're open to kind of uh, sharing places where folks can contact you or sharing a, a few kind of future aspirations because you're still on the journey and completing your master's um, and well you, you haven't yet goal set at anything but do you have anything that, that kind of upcoming in the works yeah so so upcoming um, the it's it's more so with this this IT project uh, that I'm working on at work is is just uh, I have the opportunity to finally be at a space where um, I have really good mentors and really good people around me. And so my goal and, and my focus for the next couple of years is to just be like a sponge and just learn as much from these people um, as I can. Most, most of them are planning to retire after this project. And so okay. that is a really uh, exciting and uh, amazing opportunity for me to just um, learn the stuff that you can't learn in school or you can't learn from a book it's the stuff you need the people around you for Um, the masters is something I do on a really part-time basis I take one or two courses every year um, just so that I can still manage my um, my my kind of my sanity in terms of having a full-time job and having uh, a master's at the works but uh, mostly for me that the biggest thing that I do is is uh, to keep me to keep me kind of lifted and then fill me up is this piece of um, my partner and I do a lot of multi-day hikes. Okay. And so that is something we plan months and months in advance. And that's kind of also the lighting uh, up that, that happens for us. And then, um, yeah, and then, and then you wanted uh, some, some places people can reach. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so for me, I'm, I'm, not a big social media person, but I am on LinkedIn. Uh, so if you just type in type in my name, Shalini Negrani, and then you'll find um, I'm the one with the PMP at the end uh, of my name. And then uh, 
yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty open on LinkedIn to, to connect with folks and then, um, yeah. Sounds good. And, and for those that will be listening and, and have been following me, then uh, Chelani is also a co-author mm-hmm. on the book that will be upcoming. Uh, so we're all always excited about that to, to bring uh, in, in the next couple of uh, months. So uh, thanks so much, Chelani, for, for sharing mm-hmm. your story. And, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a, a future episode. Sure. Thank you. Take care and and thanks so much. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.